This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cherryleaf Podcast. We're going to look at retrospectives in this episode. Although within a documentation project there can be a number of stages where you will get feedback from people on the content that you write, it's often the case that there's not an opportunity to reflect and to discuss overall how well the project went. Now one approach to having that opportunity is to organise a retrospective. And in this episode, what I'd like to do is talk about the ways in which a retrospective can be carried out. Now, retrospectives are part of the approaches that are often done within development teams that are working within an agile environment. And as you can run the coding element of a project using agile methodologies, so it's possible to do the same thing for the documentation production. So a retrospective is generally a meeting where people can provide constructive feedback to improve the ways of working and to help provide knowledge that can be useful in defining future deliverables. And the idea is that you get feedback from different people who have a say or an interest in the project and you capture that feedback and the things that you can learn from that by using notes, summarize the information from all the different parties and then have a set of action points and knowledge for the future that you can share with others who might be involved in the creation of technical documentation. Well, generally it's done as a workshop. It can be done face-to-face -face or it can be done as a virtual meeting and it involves the participants, the people that have been involved with the documentation. So the people that have been creating it and also people that are using it or are the project managers responsible for that content. And often it is done virtually with a virtual whiteboard as a way of capturing the knowledge and conversations that happen. And there are different platforms that you can use to do that. One of which is a platform called Mural, for example. And often you can get this done within one session within about 90 minutes. We have one client who has a template for doing retrospectives. And so when it comes to having the retrospective meeting, you work through the template. And this means that there are some predefined sections that you go through. And at the end, you summarize the findings to work out the most important information. So the way that it works or can work is that you have a section that's called what we did well or what added value. And so what you can do is you can allocate maybe four or five minutes for people to write down on the virtual sticky notes that are on the whiteboard or that you can create in the whiteboard application. And you write down all the different things that you think went well or where the documentation or parts of the documentation have added value. So there's often guidance that says things like, based on how this past iteration went, capture your summary ideas, processes, or tasks 
about the things that added value. And so having all the participants in the workshop or in the retrospective write down those thoughts, what you then do is you ask them to talk about what they wrote, what notes they created. Often participants come up with the same thought and what you can do with a virtual whiteboard like this is you can take the sticky notes, these virtual sticky notes, and move them around the board. So you can group together things that are about the same theme, the same idea. Having spent a session on what went well, the next thing to do is to do a session on what we as a team could have done better, what didn't add value. And again, the guidance is often based on how the sprint or the past iteration went, you should capture again in brief the ideas, processes or work that didn't add value. So if the way of working wasn't very good, if there are problems in having to rewrite content or get information or get feedback, then this is the place and opportunity where you can describe that. And again, you can spend four to five minutes on writing those sticky notes. And then after that, each participant can then talk about what they'd written down on the sticky notes. And again, you can start to group common shared ideas together. So when it comes to the more negative stage within this process, it's important to avoid it becoming a blame game. And I was reminded of a blog post by Sarah Richards or Sarah Winters, as she now is, who used to head up the gov.uk content team. And what she said was there was a poster that used to be up at the government digital service that said, rules of the retrospective. Everyone did the best job they could with the information they had at the time. People do the best that they can. And she also recommended when constructively criticizing, we need to remember there's a human on the other end of our comment, and they are probably not trying to get it wrong just to annoy us. In addition to the stages of looking at what it was added value and what didn't add value, the third stage is about new ideas or areas where you think the process or the deliverables could be improved. So what are the new and improved ideas that we can suggest? And again, you spend four to five minutes going through, writing down your thoughts on these virtual sticky notes. And when that session has finished, each participant in the workshop, again, explains what they wrote down, provides more information. And those ideas, if they're shared with others, can be start to be grouped together. One client in their template has what they call the retrospective radar. And the idea is that having completed the three stages that we've just discussed, what the team agrees to do is to drag any sticky notes, which can be actionable, into one of the, what they call the areas of focus on the retrospective radar diagram. So the retrospective radar diagram has segments. It's a bit like a pie. And those are keep doing, more of, start doing, stop doing, less of. So 
what would you drag into the more of section? Well, these are the ideas, the practices, the activities that have proven to be successful. Those are the things that you want to expand on, to do more of, to scale up. And they may also be strategies and tactics that aren't currently being taken full advantage of at the moment. In the less of segment, that's where you put ideas or activities or areas of effort that are already being done, but probably need refining because they're not at the moment helpful or productive. So that might be an activity, it might be a behavior, it might be a routine that isn't efficient or value adding at the moment. In the start doing section, this is where you'd put the new ideas or something learnt from the activities that you carried out. Now, one of the recommendations that uh, the template that was used or the whiteboard that was used, the virtual whiteboard that was used with this particular client was that any suggestions would then go through a testing process to actually verify that they, if implemented, would improve things. In the stop doing section, this is where you put the notes that describe the activities that didn't or aren't bringing value or perhaps are getting in the way. These are the things that really you want to focus on to get rid of, to change or eliminate because they're just not effective. And the final segment is the keep doing section. These are the activities that are really adding value that the team enjoys doing and are worth repeating in the next project that you carry out. In effect, this means that the notes that were created during the process of asking what added value will in most cases be dragged across onto the radar diagram into the sections that are the keep doing, more of, or start doing sections. And the notes that were created during the what did not add value activity, those are the ones that will probably be dragged across to the less of or stop doing sections of the diagram. In addition to the segments, the radar diagram also has rings or circles. Typically these rings are called the rings of control, influence and concern. And this is an idea from Stephen Covey. So in the center circle, this is where you place actionable steps that you can do without anyone's approval. The second circle is where you place actions you want your immediate boss to influence or approve on your behalf. And then the outer circle is where you would place the items, the activities which need action for either helpful new ideas or removing impediments where you would require sponsorship, executive sponsorship for those to actually happen. And the idea is that you assign different members to act or to take on board or be responsible for those things to happen. And for the ones where they need external approval, that there are requests made from the team members to those relevant people for those actions to happen. So the virtual whiteboard can work as a reference point of what you learnt and how you want to improve for the future. 
But another approach is to back that up by writing a short report, and that can be a PowerPoint presentation or it can be a Word document. And in that document, typically what you would do is map to the activities, the headings within the document, and those are often the lessons learnt, some notes that you captured during this, which we talked about, these sticky notes, the next steps and solutions that we recommend, the actions that should be taken and who's responsible for enacting those actions, and other stakeholders who might be involved. And in terms of the content itself, typically the focus is on for all of those actions, the lessons learned, next steps, actions, and so on, looking at those with regard to the content, the product itself, the ways of working, the user journey, and any other items that might be relevant. One of the advantages of using a virtual tool, one of these platforms that are out there, is that they offer ready-made templates for all manner of different meetings. And so what you're able to do is often use one that's off the shelf that's available from the provider of the software and use that as a structure and the framework for your retrospective. We found retrospectives to be quite a useful approach. Now, it does rely on honest, constructive criticism. It does rely on talking about the process and the deliverables rather than necessarily focusing on people and it ending up as individual criticism or criticism of individuals. And it often relies on people not getting too defensive and trying to justify or be defensive about the way in which they did something. It can help foster a team-based approach between the team that is providing the technical writing and the development team or the customer that is creating the product related to the content that's being created. And one of the beauties of this approach is because it's an approach that is used within the Agile environment is that if you're not familiar with retrospectives, there's a fair chance you can find somebody who is experienced at doing this and you can ask them if they would be willing to be the facilitator for the meeting to help guide the participants in providing the right answers and following the steps in the appropriate way. And as I said, these meetings or these retrospectives, the meetings themselves can typically take an hour to 90 minutes. So it's not a huge commitment if you ask somebody to facilitate that. So what are the common types of action steps and results from doing this type of exercise? In our experience, what we found is there's often very positive feedback about the technical writing team in terms of their flexibility, in terms of the quality of the outputs that they produce. And that's lovely to hear. Another common result of doing this is considerations of the way in which the content was created, the operations side of things, and a recognition that perhaps the content wasn't available for the technical writers to use the source content at the right time, that there were delays in reviewing, or there might have been issues with the authoring tool, and that there is a need to focus resource on fixing those operational type 
elements to the writing process. There's not much more to say about retrospectives, really. A best thing to do is give it a go or have a look at some of the templates and reflect on what content or questions they're asking. If you have experience of participating in a retrospective for documentation, or if you do it in a different way, then you're more than welcome to share your knowledge, your thoughts with us. You can contact us by email, info at cherryleaf.com. If you'd like to know more about Cherryleaf, the technical writing services that we provide, the training courses that we run, then have a look at our website. It's cherryleaf.com. Otherwise, thank you for listening. There's unlikely to be a podcast next month due to it being the holiday season. So we look forward to speaking to you after that break.